Welcome to Safe Space Podcast. I'm Lynn. Hi, I'm Saumu. Hi, I'm Munira. Karibuni tena. Muko salama. Alhamdulillah. Doing good. Excited to be back. And we all. Yeah. So, we dive in. How was your day? Mine was May. You know those days where you're just there. Like on a Monday? Yeah, Monday blues. And I've been up from from 5.30. But, ni mekwa niko tu. 5.30 na ufungi machobos. 5.30, and the way the sleep after Salah is in a shika. I never heard. <laughs> I, listened, I listened to two podcasts, Joy Katoka, so I decided to just get up. And there's nothing I've done. Do you ever feel like at the end of the day, you just feel useless? Like you've wasted the day? Oh, that's how I'm feeling. <laughs> Where? Wow. Okay. It's it's Monday, Lynn. It's Monday. Go easy, go easy. I had for for this week. I had decided what I'm going to start doing. And then it's still on time. Huh? It's still on time. I know, but you see when you start the Monday with momentum, then you just dive into it. So today I've just yeah. like uh, the day has gone by. Here we are now. How was yours? Mine was good. Alhamdulillah. I can't say much. Just a boring working environment, but we survived. Yeah. Being a mother, being a wife. By the time you know it, the day is over. How are you feeling <laughs> all this? Is is this the part what what is among ni mungu too? I think this is the, the part where I can say it. <laughs> Seriously. I don't know. How the day just ends. Ni mungu too. That's what I can say. Let me ask. At that day, you leave class and you're exhausted. You know the days that are just draining in campus and then you get to yeah. And the, you, all you want to do is get home, lock yourself in the room, and just be in silence. But then the kids need your attention. Do you feel like you want to pull out your hair? It happens to me mostly on on Tuesdays and Thursday because I have like three classes. By the time I'm reaching here, traffic, I'm coming home to crying babies who want your attention. Subhanallah. I normally tell my nanny, I'm like, Give me at least one hour, let me go recuperate, and then I'm coming back. But hey, it takes a toll on you. But you have to prepare yourself mentally. It's like, okay, I'm going home. I'll be required to do this. Subhanallah. We manage. We live. Step by step. One day at a time. One day at a time. Yeah. So, on to our topic today. It's actually a very interesting topic. I was having a conversation with a certain person, a lady. We were talking about how she's empowered woman, women in her career and she's encountered most of them, you know, a woman getting her, her degree, a woman who's getting into business venture, um, a woman just who knows her stuff. And she's encouraged them to get out of their comfort zone, 
chase something, chase your dreams. Don't just stay at home taking care of your babies and stuff like that. But on the flip side, now she was telling me, she's encountered that these ladies end up having trouble making healthy relationships. I don't know if I would say that. Like, they start questioning. You know, I was told education, when you get higher education, it opens up your mind. You start questioning, you start having questions. She was, she was asking me, don't you think on the dangers of women empowerment, like Anona, they don't want to listen to their spouses or they don't want to get into marriage because they're saying, what am I going to gain that from? Because I have everything. So we were having that interesting discussion. So women can be dangerous. More like women, empowered women can be dangerous. And what are your thoughts? My thoughts? Yeah. You as Monique. For me, I feel like women are... We deserve this. We deserve to be empowered. And we thrive when we empower, We are empowered. And, the good, and what I've noticed is a woman who's empowered would not leave another woman behind. It's like, if I'm empowered, definitely I'm taking my girls with me. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think we are dangerous per se. I feel like if we, we need room... Where does yeah. that leave the men or the boys, the boys that are coming up? Since we're focusing yeah. on empowering women, where does that leave the boys? Who is empowering them? I feel like we all have space to thrive, both men and women. But in terms of society, society has been, has been cruel to women, if I would say that. From ancient times, it goes back to the history where a woman belongs in the kitchen, a woman's, once she's given birth, that's it, that's her job, to take care of the babies. A career, you put it on hold. So I feel like the women need a little bit of push. That's what I think. I don't think we're dangerous. Hmm. This, this lady you are having the conversation with, Yeah thought that it's dangerous. No, she said she's encountered women who question it, who question things that they were okay with before they got married, but now it's like she's empowered them. They start questioning. You, you get my point? Yeah. It's like, let's say a stay-at-home mom, yeah? You have no clue about your rights, but she takes you through, she enables you to know about your rights in marriage, uh, pushes you to pursue your careers, pushes you to open up business. And and then later on, you start asking questions that in line with what you were used to. So it's like, now, if you go that route, now it goes that dangerous. So at what point does it go to become dangerous? You get my point? Yeah. I don't know if I'm making sense. I understood. Yeah. So I don't think women are dangerous. I don't think so. Okay, I think that yeah. um, that thought yeah. brought about by a man mm-hmm. who feels threatened. Their, their normal has been shaken. Yeah. But now they're feeling threatened by this newfound knowledge and power that this woman has that they're not used yeah. to. Mm-hmm. So I believe it's just patriarchy. The man is uncomfortable. So now the woman automatically becomes bad and dangerous because the man's world has been changed a bit. I feel like that narrative is just 
it probably came from a man whose normal yeah. changed. Okay. So in a sense that a man who is used to providing for you, but all of a sudden you're independent, you're not asking for any support. So a man like that will feel threatened. Yes. He will feel threatened in that he's used to being the one who is thinking for you and providing for you. And then now you're empowered and you have a mind of your own. You can think for yourself. He's not used yeah. to So now he's feeling like you're a threat. How dare you think for yourself? You wore blue without asking me, where did you get that courage from? So now his world has been shaken and it makes him uncomfortable. So now the woman has become... Uh, dangerous, has become rude, has become a threat, doesn't respect me just because his world has been changed. So it's just patriarchy that has decided women are supposed mm -hmm. to be fully submissive in and outside of home. So any change mm -hmm. that will affect the man is deemed dangerous. Wow. Tell me your thoughts. There was a book I was reading. It's called mm -hmm. The Empowered Woman. It's There's actually um, a book. Wow. Yeah, it's called Empowered Woman. It's one mm -hmm. of the it's one of it's one of chicken soup for the soul collection. It's a really nice book. Mm -hmm. It has like a hundred and one stories about women and being empowered and the and everybody gives their own challenges they face as mm -hmm. a woman. So there's one there's one line. I can actually have that book right here. There's one line I was reading. And they talked about, um, there have been many times when I've wondered who I am now that I'm a mom. She was talking about her life. She used to work, that's really. She used to be very independent. And she had a purpose in her life. So we could say she was empowered. And then all of a sudden, she became a mom. But she wasn't able to, like, differentiate between who she was and who she, who she was and who she is at that time. Because once you're empowered, you want to go back to the, to the streets, fight mm -hmm. the battles all these men are fighting, get those good jobs, get those good grades, get, those, get that money moving. But many a times, as an empowered woman, you're faced with setbacks. Like, um, for example, you'll have to take like maybe six months or three months maternity leave. Yeah. Which in the corporate world, it will take you some steps back. I don't know if you've watched Working Moms. Yes, I have. <laughs> if you've watched Working Moms, you'll see how being empowered was actually dangerous for these women and the challenges they used to face. Yeah. So being, being empowered as a woman has its dangers. Mm -hmm. Because you become very aggressive and sometimes when you don't get what you want, it hits you hard because we are women. We have some things we need to take care of at home. We need to strike a balance between being a wife, being a mother, and at the same time, being that independent woman in the office who is fighting her career growth and all that. On, that, on the flip side, when you look at um, now to a man, the empowered mm -hmm. woman to a man, religiously, a man expects you to be submissive and he expects you to 
do the house duties for him, like expected to serve him, prepare a good meal for him. Although these days we both prepare meals or we, we share the chores. But now when you look at it, I am empowered. I am from work. I am tired. You're from work. You're tired. None of us wants to cook. If the man is not like, um, what do, what do I see? Mm. Understanding? Yes, if the man is not understanding, he might take it the other way. Like, this is an empowered woman. She's so full of herself. I'd rather just go back to the village, marry a certain lady, and she'll do these chores for me. I'll come home, get a good meal and all that. If the man is more understanding, he'll be like, my wife is tired. I am also tired. Let us do takeouts. So I think being empowered has its cons, but it now depends on if the man is understanding, if the man is more mature, where they live and uh, the misconceptions that are going around and the cultures, clashes and the religion, he might mm-hmm. not see the empowered woman as of benefit to him. Because I remember I had a conversation with a certain guy and he was asking me, um, can you imagine coming to the house and your wife cannot cook for you or cannot iron your shirt and all that? And I told him, I see, I see myself in the future. There are days I'm pretty sure I will not do those things. And there are days I will actually do them so passionately. Because I see days when I'll be tired. I see days when I'll be pumped up to do that thing for you. And the man was like, this is why the empowered woman should be maybe a first wife or a second wife and another woman to be married with a second wife who is from the village who will uphold all this value. So, so there will be the empowered woman and the village lady who That is what he told me. He told me that is what he will do. He told me if I was to marry an empowered woman, I would make sure I marry a certain lady from the village who hasn't been to school. Oh my goodness. To balance it out. Can you imagine? That is so interesting. Yeah? It's very interesting. I've had a similar conversation with a certain guy. And I asked him, I was asking him about family dynamics. Um, whether he would want a wife who works or stay at home. And he told me, as a man, he doesn't mind dividing. If the wife has a job, that's a plus. So I said, okay, fine, you get a woman who has a job. What are your expectations of her? And he told me, my my expectations are that at the end of the day, I must come home to a meal cooked by her. And I'm like, you know, at times that... You'll be getting home before her, depending on how her day was. Why can't you, if you get home before her, why not cook? And he yeah. said, I didn't force my wife to go to work. So you chose to work, but you can neglect your duties, your home duties, and that means cooking for me, serving me. And I said, but I think that's unfair because you've both been out there working. How, is, how do you measure that your tiredness is more than hers if you've all had exactly. a kind of situation. Why do you expect your tired wife to come home and cook for you? And he says, because I have not denied my duties of providing, so why do you want to deny me the duty, your duty as a <laughs> wife, 
to make my life at home uh, easier. And I was like, I find it very unfair. What if we employ somebody to do the cooking? And he said, no, but I expect to come home to a meal. And I said, I think that is extremely unfair to put that much pressure on your wife. Because she's tired, she's from work, she'll start resenting you. And he told me, that's why I'm telling you, I have no problem with my wife sitting at home. I will provide fully. So if she wants to work, that is on time. But what I expect of her at home will not change. No, no, no. What are you saying? No, no. He's weaponized his duties. As in, he's making her feel like the job is like her hobby. She's forsaking her duties for a hobby that he didn't ask for. Exactly. No, no, no. And he turned it around to say that in Islam, it's very clear Mm -hmm. the duties of a husband and the duties of a wife. And I told him in Islam, it doesn't state, there's nowhere that states that a woman is supposed to cook. Your duty as a wife is to be a homemaker. So how you... How you go about that has not been written clearly. You can hire help, you can do it yourself. As long as at the end of the day, these things are done and you're you're the one who has uh, arranged how these things are going to be done. So maybe you've employed somebody to clean the house for you, to wash the clothes, to cook the food. That's not your husband's stress. It is you as the woman to decide how these things are going to be done as long as they are done. And he was like, no, but I have meal cooked by my wife. And we just need him to come to an understanding. What? Now, that begs the question. So do men fear an educated woman? Because the higher you go in the education, in the education ladder, the more threat you are. Yes, and the fear yeah. men will want. What? Because you're yeah. shaking the norm. The norm is that men are the ones who are more learned. That's how it was back in the day, right? In the day, yes. Now, if you ask any woman, uh-huh. she's going to tell you, I would like a man who is more learned than me so that he doesn't feel threatened. So to keep the peace, the man mm-hmm. had better be more learned, had better earn more money. So that even in the religious perspective, I don't know like, about religious perspective in in this um, in this scenario because we know Rasul yeah. got married to Hadija, who was older than him and had more Exactly. I think it's just sure. the male ego. It's the male ego that is being challenged all the time. But you know. Oh, Live a long education, like yeah. in the era right now, there is more to life than just education. You can find someone who's street smart and you're your book smart. So I might, I might have all those degrees, but you are street smart. You don't have any degree, but you're so street smart. You're well yeah, business minded. Yes. Yeah, you're so business minded. So there is no way that can be compared. And you shouldn't feel intimidated. For me, I would be like, mm, if my mind is street smart and I'm book smart, 
I believe that should be a balanced equation. But not lowering yourself so that, you know, he feels a bit a bit higher in you, like how, higher than you in terms of education or finances. As long as you complement each other in your achievements and in your finances, that's fine. But now the dangerous part happens when you go a bit higher than him. Yeah. When you go a bit higher. I feel like if a man married a woman who was maybe timid, didn't understand herself, didn't know her, was just timid. And then yeah. uh, some years later, she she's empowered. So she she knows herself, she knows her value, she knows her worth. As human beings, yeah. we are creatures of habits. So you have changed the norm. And if, if we experience any change, we get uncomfortable and we fight back. So that's what the men do in this situation. They, they cannot just take it lightly. But a good man will take his time, but will eventually get used to this new normal. A man who is not aware of himself and has um, issues will go and find another woman because he wants control. He'll have lost control over his wife and had rather go and get another woman who he can control just to caress his ego as a man. And, And this danger is really to a man. Because we are not, if an unempowered woman is not a danger to another woman or to the society, they're just a danger to the man. To, to the man, exactly. Because I've, I've encountered people who are empowered and the way they dream, they don't feel like they're losing anything. There's like, I'm a woman, let me, let me help my other, my fellow women. But a man cannot do that for another man, you know? Yeah, because they are competing. So, okay, okay. Men are very competitive, which is how they've been brought up. They're always competing against each other. Women, in in a way, you can see also women are very competitive, but theirs comes from a jealousy point of view. Like, oh, she has better than me, that I can't allow that, so let me maybe put her down for me to, to be better. But a woman who understands herself and is empowered will always bring other women up with her. Yeah. I, 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 read, I read somewhere that it says, um, educate a man, you educate just the man. But you educate a woman, you educate an entire generation. As in, that explains everything. So men are selfish with wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> that is very strange strange species <laughs> subhanallah but there's also this uh, thought I have some cousins who are young boys in their early 20s and I was having a conversation with them about the sort of woman they would want to marry and most of them told me that they would want a woman who is not educated. I, 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 I don't know. Sorry, sorry. In this conversation, that's putting me on. Are they Muslims? Yeah. Let's start from that. Yes, they are. So, and they don't want an educated woman? No. I, 
So, you know, the little Quran I've learned, you're being told, do you know the word Iqra? Read. The word Iqra was the first, the word that was, was how do, I don't know how to say it, the first word that Rasul was, was told. And that word is so powerful. Educate yourself, read, seek knowledge. And, and you're telling me a, a man cannot, <laughs> sorry, I, I don't know. I'm getting, I'm getting a bit frustrated if you can read it from my voice. Yeah, but you because in the head, an empowered yeah. woman and an educated woman is a threat to them. In the word, it would say like, I miss Akim Stana, Tani Sumbua. Well, now, Nikichongumu. Yeah, Nikichongumu, Tuta Sumbuana. So they'd rather so a girl who has gone up to high school maybe and really has no doesn't want to build herself. She's okay with a high school education. So you stay home, most likely stay home with my mother. I will work, I will provide, not to see some I, I really want to hear from a man's perspective. I don't know how we're going to make that happen, but I really want to know why an educated woman is it's dangerous. Seriously, because we might, we might be bashing them here, but they, maybe they have a good reason to it. But Monira looked at it this way. From yeah. when these women independence and femininity and equality came to being, which in my opinion I feel has been taken out of context, the feminism and equality thing. Women don't feel the need for men. So men have now have to prove themselves even more because women are okay with them. Case in point, me. Oh, okay. So a man is working 10 times more to prove himself. And even if he does, he's constantly being challenged. You know, in a household, and if we're being very realistic, they can only I... be one head. Do we agree? Not two. They can't be two. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, yes, I get it. But that, 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 that means my ideas are less important than his? No. That means in oh. the house, mm -hmm. let the man lead and you, how do I put it? Let the man lead and you be his support system. Like, don't fight. So you compromise. Be, not compromising, really. <laughs> but I, I feel like we... The world is so... Thing. Maybe you both have good jobs. Mm -hmm. So, Leo, yeye amenunua rice 5 kgs, Kesha, you go buy rice 10 kgs. Don't you feel like <laughs> it will make him feel less of a man? Okay, now I get it. Okay. You see, you're trying to show him that, oh, I can do better than you. So constantly rubbing shoulders will be no thing. But that is no way dangerous i'm just maybe i'm just trying to elevate the house i'm trying to make us to when a russian mingi as if, if you have every different angle to look at it than looking at it like i'm trying to take your your role as a husband or your role as the head of the family i don't know it depends let's let's just say it depends with the kind of a man you have i'm not saying that it's the best way I, i'm just saying that outside be this powerhouse of a woman, but when you come home, I think just turn it down a little bit. Give the man his uh, 
let him feel special. Because I was reading, okay, they say that a man's love language is respect. If you respect a man, yeah. well, that's how they prefer to be loved, by being shown respect. And, and women uh, want to be shown affection and love. Yeah. So now you, as a woman, mm-hmm. still want to be shown love and affection, but then you want to compete with this man in the house. The way you, you, when you're showing him that I can, what I can do, I can do, it's sort of disrespectful to him. That's how he's taking it. Like, what do you take me for? That I can't be there for you? Like, I can't provide um, for you? Okay, I get so it. The dynamics of, of the man, how he is taking it. And then, so it, it uh-huh. just brings a lot of silly misunderstandings that really shouldn't be there. But also, I believe it's a it's a conversation you need to have with this man because see, before you get married, you discuss with the provider what will you be doing, what will I be doing, who's taking care of what. But if you come out of the blue and you're starting to push shoulders with this man, you're changing the dynamics of the house. What is used to it? Yes. Okay, I get it now. Taumu, if if I'm empowered and the man feels intimidated, mm-hmm. I don't think I would stay in that marriage. <laughs> I'm, I'm Why? Because I'm, I'm a very aggressive person, and I, I, I work so hard, and I have these goals, and if he feels intimidated, or if he feels like my drive is too much for him, I don't think he will be the one for me. Because when I was in campus, I remember some things that some, some Muslim men used to say that I used to get so pissed off. Mm. There's, there's this statement they used to say, I can never marry a girl who is educated. I'd rather just go to the village, pick a lady from there who is maybe a high school dropout or has just finished high school, then I educate her myself. Anytime she wants to feel like she is more empowered than me, I will pull her horns back and ask her, who educated you? <laughs> and, I will, and I will not educate her to be so educated, like get a degree or get a master's. I will take her to secretarial, reception. Those small, small courses, a teacher in a, in a nursery school, and they were very serious, and I thought they were joking. When you finished campus, and you made it happen. I went back to Ajia, Garista, where, name them. And this is what they did. They said they could never marry someone from the University of Nairobi. They couldn't. Well, I think that, you see, it's again, we have been programmed to pamper the male ego. So, Go out, chase your education, but remember, uh, don't be too educated because you won't get a husband. Go out. Oh, my God. You see, women are always holding themselves because, oh, you won't get a husband because that's what has been instilled in us from childhood. Men don't like women who have learned, have, have are really educated so don't be too educated. Go get your degree, but don't get a master's because you'll get a husband. Oh my goodness. And and I think that's where the danger comes in when they say it's dangerous. It's because it's dangerous for a man. 
it is not dangerous for anything anyone else it's just it's, the man yeah, just the man because you're saying even you're saying this lady you had a conversation with said yeah. that this woman is married and then she's empowered her and then it's bringing yeah. problems to the marriage who is in a marriage a man and a woman the woman has been empowered who has been left the man the man is feeling like his ego has been scarred how dare you now you have a say i have i have a job i'm earning yeah so now you're not no longer dependent on me as a man how how is that a problem it's if control. if a man would think like i am i am contributing to this family i'm actually outside there earning money so that i can contribute we can maybe do something together but now since he's lost that ability to do everything by himself you're no. you're a threat i i do not understand it's a, it's a control factor now i can't control you back then you tell me i want money to go to the salon now you're just going to the salon you don't need me you see maybe there's a wedding you'd ask me i want money to buy a new dress to attend this wedding now you're buying this mm-hmm. dress for yourself so you don't need me i'm losing control over you back then when you'd ask for money to go for this wedding i'd tell you i don't have so maybe you you'd resort to staying home as opposed to going but now you have your own money so you're going for that mm-hmm. wedding you don't need my we don't need me to sort of permission in quotes to be able to do these things you're able to do things for yourself so that that it's that power play that men want over women and they're not getting it any i remember um a while back a friend i don't know if i should call him a friend he was hitting on me and uh, so and he was like the typical african man where what i say goes So we were having a conversation and I was like no I can't do that I think it was about cooking but it's a woman's job to cook and I'm like who said so that's not how I've been raised and he told me and that is why you will never get a husband because men want submissive women and you are not submissive and I told him if if for that reason I never get a husband I'm okay with it because I'm not going to change to make a man comfortable And I said a woman who meets the right man will be submissive out of choice not because they expected to. You you do things because you want to. You cook for your husband because you want to it makes you happy. Maybe when he's enjoying your food it makes you happy as a woman. Wow. So yeah, so you see the the thinking of men it's they have to have the the final say. But you know women Sometimes you take advantage of that. You might find that a woman is more empowered than a man and they start to belittle them. Or maybe you might find a woman is more empowered than a man and now they feel like they are the head of the family just because they earn more money than the man. Which is what I was, t- I was saying earlier when I was saying that um, when a woman, now Munira is of the argument that I'm coming to help with the home. but to a man yeah. it looks like you're coming to show me you're the head of the home now because you have money you feel like you can do and that sounds disrespectful to them so it's the thought i think it's it's his thinking that is distorted yes and yours too you are thinking that 
I'm helping him. I'm but did helping. you have that conversation? Yeah. Did you have the conversation? No, you just out of nowhere you're doing things and now he's like, "Okay, what is this? You're bringing stuff to the house?" Okay. Okay, look at it this way. You cook every yeah. day. And then out of the blue your husband decides he's on with cooking. How would you take it? This is something you enjoy doing. You've never complained. Yeah. So you come home, you're maybe you're just sitting, you're watching TV, and it's around five o'clock. This man is getting up to go to the kitchen to cook. And then, it, okay, the first time it's cute, but then it's a habit. Do you, do, wouldn't you feel like, why are you taking over my duties? Yeah, but you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. Yeah, you might feel that. Yeah, you, you might feel like that. You will because this you is might. also if you enjoy doing it. Yeah, you might. But have you ever been in a room and then have you ever realized the way as a woman you can't pick up your mind sometimes? Like, like you have a point about mm-hmm. a discussion that is being discussed by your husband and maybe his relatives or his friends and you're all seated there and won't contribute to it but once you say something and it's, it's intellectual like they look at you like in a very weird way because they're not used to women speaking up and you see you, yeah, this exactly. mostly happens in African cultures right? yeah or end our Muslim background. I wanted to ask that. Sorry to say. Yeah. Sometimes you, if you're married to a man who is not like uh, very caring, he might even tell you, Yes. <laughs> Are you, you're not serious. It's I've seen it happen several times. Look at it. And I just feel like, that can never be me. That can never be me. In African society, in our African society, you'll never find men and women seated in the same place having a conversation. Women, like automatically, you maybe, Munira, you've invited us to your house and maybe we're all married. Automatically, the women will go to the kitchen and the men will sit down with their legs up and start laughing, maybe watch football. And... You'll never see them seated together in conversation because, whoa, maybe you're brighter than the rest of the men there. So now you have bruised their egos. The audacity of you to speak up in such a situation. Wow. I don't know. We have to, we ha- I think we need to do a part two of this episode. And maybe the part two will have to invite a man to tell us yeah. And I think also cover, you see, uh, there's a notion that women have been so empowered that they've forgotten the boys, which is why these boys are are saying they don't want um, educated women because women have been given all in the job market. um, A woman is likely to get hired over a man so that they can, for the gender equality thing so a man you go interview for the same job but they'll hire the woman and leave the man out so the men are feeling left behind 
or rather let me say the boys this the, the boys who are growing right now feel like they have no space in this society so who do you expect them to be married to in future yeah that's that's, okay. that's, that's a good question yeah wow. it's 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 an interesting conversation it's a long one there's no end to mm-hmm. it because as women we are constantly triggered by this thing more so if you see that you're maybe denying yourself just so that there's peace at home because um you want to make your husband feel like the king of the house so it is that pretentious it's pretentious but in our society sadly women end up compromising so that's our role now that is how it helps that is where patriarchy has placed us wow that's deep yeah i actually didn't know the magnitude of how or how this conversation would trigger me because um i i was i was i was raised in another setup like you know how how i was raised before before i embraced islam yeah i was raised that men and women have equal rights as in a lady is employed her husband is employed una leta salary kwa nyumba you put it on the table we gawana we see who's taking this role who's taking this role now after i embraced islam i was told i do not have to do all that my money is my money you understand uh-huh. now this man takes all that responsibility for providing for everything and then now that islam has put this i wouldn't call it a burden a responsibility on him and later on i come up and i feel like you know what i can do it too why not let me let me do it and that again we end up having a problems a problem because of it I, I, i do not look at it this way as a man is providing are you just sitting in the house looking pretty no. when he has provided the money who's going to do the shopping who is getting kids for school who's making okay. sure the the house is clean who's making sure the food is cooked okay and you're doing as a woman and you're doing these things and once you you're empowered and maybe you've gotten a job and you're getting yeah. your good money do you stop doing all these other things no so who's carrying the bigger burden in my opinion it's the woman all a man is doing is providing the means but who is making sure if he came and put money on the table will this money go and sort everything out you wow. never that, hear that, a man actually... sit down and ask mm-hmm. you, so uh what can i cook for dinner to or, or decide for example you've traveled the man will not okay. make the decision of what they're going to eat you will be called so what should we eat tonight what should they where where do the spoons stay <laughs> the kids take medicine how much medicine are they supposed to take don't you leave it all this father it's getting passed all right it is <laughs> no i'm just one if you munira is making it look like the man has such a huge burden a burden is just provision and a woman is making all these other things work so don't downplay the magnitude of what a woman is doing in a household what i'm saying is it's the society that i was raised in before now i am i'm saying that society made me feel like or made women feel like 
you can't just sit at home. You know the beauty of Islam, you're being told, Rasul came up with that, like the man has to provide in a sense that he looked at women, what we go through from childbirth to carrying a baby to raising the kids. He's like, let me remove that button of provision from the women, woman and give it to the man. Because, you know, he's like, he saw Leona Huruma, Tuone Huruma. But in the other society that I was raised in, you can't just be a housewife. It's an abomination, as in you will not even talk in a group of women, haujulikani in short, unless you bring something to the house. You see now, the conflict I'm having between the two. Uh, but you see, even in that 50-50 society, which is fine, you know, it's never 50-50 because, for example, rent is 100,000, so the husband is bringing 50, the woman is bringing 50. Who's making sure this house is clean? Is, is it today you talk to the house help, tomorrow it's me? It's never like that. The woman is always carrying the bigger burden. Burden. Yes. And then that way, that's why mm-hmm. a woman will come and stay, but I, I'm doing the exact same, and then the man will feel disrespected. Wow. So, ma'am, for the idea in the household, let the man be the man, you be the woman. Don't carry resentment for nothing. So, in, in short, to see me, Pembe. Yeah, just respect. You see, bring, I can bring in the money. You, you, you make things happen. Spend in it. Town. Yeah, so that yeah. me as a woman, I don't start resenting this man because I feel like I'm going over and above. But still. You don't think there'll be resentment? If you have understanding, I don't think so. It's our, the one for responsibility, I understand, because, yeah, yeah, we carry the bigger burden, so we might as well rest some issues. But now, let's look at it in education perspective. How is me getting higher education a threat to you who, who already have uh, that higher education? Now that is so what I'm to, telling to, you, we're br- that yeah. is because the man's ego is bruised. He's used to controlling you. With education comes so, knowledge. So, to kai to kai maembe kwa nyumba. It all bottles down to the source of man and the character of this man. To be honest with you, I would prefer I be empowered, have everything I have, but still have the man providing everything. We yes. Work. We could have both. Like my money, the way the religion says it, my money is my money. Yeah. No matter how much I will be empowered, I hope he will always remember my money is my money. Your money is our money. <laughs> you see, bottles down to the sort of man you end up with. A man who doesn't, yeah. who doesn't feel like my wife will ever be a threat to me. A man who thinks that my wife getting this knowledge and education is helping us grow because at the end of the day, you're a team. You're supposed to work together. So she's bringing this knowledge. Maybe she's going to get money. So now let us invest. Let's buy a home. Let's start a business. A man who will look at it that way is a powerhouse of a man and deserves to be treated like a king. But a man who will feel threatened needs to be thrown in the bin, period. I think I understand now. When you say it, 
women are being empowered and men are being forgotten yeah so so that so that we have a balance in our households in our lives so that you don't seem to be a threat when you go pursuing higher education or you want that job as a ceo or something so is it safe to say that we empower men before we empower women no 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 then we cannot all be empowered together because what are we saying here we can all be empowered <laughs> what is um equality what is equality to you equality is let me have my voice but does that mean suppress the man's voice no we can all have voices exactly but do not suppress mine because of my gender but why has equality been taken to another level because women's voices the man is uncomfortable no why equality <laughs> you see now the woman has a say the man doesn't let me give an example before we wind up this saga of shafiweru and all this we've known shafi on radio for so many years there's nothing he said that was um out of his character what he said wasn't okay. right but did those three people deserve to lose their jobs i don't think so they could have just taken the they given i think that all to be out of work for two weeks yeah. and then come back to work but because of this feminism and all these brands that work with a particular radio station wanted them to cancel that radio station the radio station had to fire three people what? do you think that was fair I, I, don't, I, i feel like we've become a sensitive generation we are taking feminism to another level that now you're going toxic, to lose your toxic job. feminism yeah and i don't think that is right i really don't think they deserved to lose their job they dis- and they made an apology the apology they wasn't made the right way but they should have been you've been warned you've been told this thing is wrong don't make such comments on radio again but i don't believe they deserved to lose their job and all this is because we've taken feminism to a whole other level that a man can't say anything you know that there are women who abuse men <laughs> do you think a man, a man can come out and say i've been abused by a woman you'll be looked at like what but let a bitter woman say this man abused me it and even if it's a lie that will come to be found out later because this man will be drugged and he might be innocent so i feel like let's just give an equal opportunity let everyone have an equal voice exactly don't blame the other empower the man empower the woman now if you have a son mm-hmm. he doesn't have a say because you have a daughter his voice is less than the voice of his sister for example i don't think that's right no it isn't mm. interesting so very <laughs> have you guys been empowered we have i have um i have to say alhamdulillah i'm privileged to have parents who gave it all they had to empower me so that they could make a change in the generation to come mm mashallah actually i'm very grateful to my to my mom and my dad they did everything to make sure that 
I'm empowered. Monira? Um, I have been empowered or been an, I've seen empowerment in a, in a setup. Um, we are all, I think we are all in, in a group where a lady decided to come up, what was meant to be a mental health program. Would I say a program? It's not a program. A mental health space turned out to be um, an empowering space. As in this particular lady just decided, you know what, I am woke. I'm going to enable my other women to be woke. To me, that was uh, a woman who didn't see another woman as a threat, a woman who saw like, you know what, we can all be hard, we can all be thriving in our different areas. And I would say that it was, it empowered me that she didn't even focus on one thing, like it's, it's, it's a whole setup, even how the dean is incorporated. So yeah, I, I have encountered empowerment of late and I am ready. I am ready to take this journey and learn more about empowerment, inshallah. Shout out to Nasra for creating that platform for us. Yeah, um, make her my BFF. She just doesn't know. Me too. I, 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 I like her. I really do. So me, my empowerment, I would say, is my mother, because I was raised by a single mother. And when uh, um, my family, our family dynamic is a woman has no say, but my, my grandma broke those uh, biases and Very so nice. did my mom. My mom, uh, and we, ha- we are three girls, but she made sure that her daughters will defend themselves. You, you cannot be silent. So you're going to speak your mind and express yourself. Nobody should silence you. And to some of my family members, it was like they would ask my mom, why would you raise girls like that? And my mom was like, so that they have a voice, so that they will never be put down. They'll never feel like they don't, they can't express themselves. And that is yeah. how very opinionated children and now grown up. Oh, so yeah, Alhamdulillah. Shout out to your mother. Shout out. <laughs> a woman. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that was interesting. It is. It was Next time, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.